All right. Welcome back. It is officially here. It is football season, and it starts tonight. And this podcast will be available every Thursday, uh, maybe Wednesday if I really want to get into it all. But Thursday is when it's going to come out. And I will give a rundown on some strategy stuff. I will go over each position and highlight a few guys in my player pool that I want to get some, uh, I guess, some leverage on some things, who's, who I'm picking, some values. And I'll go over each position. I'll put together a DK lineup, uh, a cash lineup, and a GPP lineup or tournament lineup. And that's pretty much going to be it. I will round out this podcast each and every week with my bets for this week. I have some great ones, and especially now, they're even looking better. So I absolutely love the bets I have for you this week, and we'll piece it all together. I'll keep track of how many weeks that I cash, how many weeks that I don't. I'll keep track of the units and bets that we win. And coming off of a golf season, that was amazing. And I feel golf is a little bit easier because one, not as many, not many people do it. Two, if you know anything about the players and the course, you can figure out who tends to be good and what spots. And it's just way more predictable, in my opinion, it's way more predictable than football is. And there's less players. I mean, you're talking about 11 players on each side of the ball, but it really doesn't matter about defense and fantasy. And it's just less players in golf. I hit it. I hit it big time. I'm up 37 and a half units in golf this year. And that's great. So I have a little bit of a bankroll coming into the football season. I'm ready to go. I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited to have some interviews over time. I don't have any this week. Everybody's chicken shit to come on here, but that's just that. So you get me and knowledgeable me. And why do I say knowledgeable? Well, I run a league. I have a DraftKings league. This year, 65 people in it. Last year, I had 50. I finished second in it. Only my fault to blame in the last week. Should have made a last-minute alignment change. Or, but that's my fault. I messed up one week, and you take second, but that's still good out of 50 people. I will take those odds anytime, and I look to repeat, but with a victory this year. And I will take you on the journey. Uh, we'll give a league update. My league is basically why I'm doing this. I will give you a league update every week. Who won, what their score was, what their team was, and we'll just run it through. We'll break down how they got there. Maybe I'll have a few of them on to talk about their weekly win and their process of going through and building their lineups. And hopefully it's me every week, right? So that's just how it's going to go. The league is awesome. I'm excited about it. Uh, bunch of people are excited about it's going to be fun so i'll give you a breakdown on that and then last but not least if you don't catch me here you can always catch a 10 15 minute segment on 107.5 the fan for their fantasy hour i go on with marcus eversall and i talk for 10 15 minutes about this week and give you a breakdown of who you must have in your lineup and things of that nature so that's always fun i always love talking to marcus and i'm glad i get to continue that this year and maybe that pulls in a couple listeners to this podcast so for those that haven't listened before my language it's unedited all right i'm going to swear it's just what i do and i get emotional i'm excited about this stuff and so sometimes i just speak my mind and 
that's just how it's going to be. So, yeah, let's just get into this. That's a long enough intro. It's already 4 minutes, 10 seconds, wasting your damn time. Let's get into it, and we will start out with strategy right after this break. All right, I'm going to start out with strategy. And how I piece together my lineups, you can follow it or not but this is how I go about it it's kind of like my week that I do this I spend a lot of time in here um, in the lab I call it which is my car in the library parking lot of Marinette so if you're ever bored in the morning between eight and nine I'm sitting here chilling pretty much looking at fantasy stuff waiting for the library to open because I got to go in there and work I don't work at the library Um, I obviously do other stuff but this is just kind of how I buy some time, looking at some fantasy stuff. So put in my time, and this is how my week usually goes, all right? So usually, like on Monday, all right, I'm going to look at what happened. I'm going to look at the previous week stuff. I'll still be focused on previous week, look at what happens, dissect where I went wrong in my lineups, what worked, what didn't work, and basically give myself a self-scout. Okay, and that's important. Where do you mess up? Where did you not hit? Why did you not hit that person? Um, is there a reason for it? Was there an injury? What happened? You know, what I mean, I don't want to adjust my strategy based off an injury, something that you really can't control. So you have to be mindful of that. Give yourself a little bit of a self scout, um, and it works. It just works. I figure out what I do wrong, what goes well. And I implement that into the next week's stuff. Then maybe even Monday or Tuesday, I'll recalibrate. Like I'll focus my attention 100% on the next week. And that's important. You can't be dwelling on your losses. Um, You can't get too high on your wins because it is week to week. And you can get hot and stay hot, which hopefully these strategies will help. But you recalibrate. You work on the upcoming week. You Some of the first looks come out. Some of the pricings come out. You can get into that. Um, identify a couple of guys that you, after like based off of injuries from the previous week, highlight a couple of guys that are good values that might start. So you kind of want to have a good idea of who is where, what everybody's prices are, so you can start piecing together um, your lineup. And then Wednesday is where it all happens for me. Okay, Wednesday is when I'll take a deep dive into all the games. I'll break down each game pretty much. I will focus on pace of play. I start with the over-unders. I look at the over-unders first, pick out the games with the high point totals. And it's surprisingly, anything over 50 points, if you were to bet like if you see a game over 50 points like tonight's game for instance is 50 some points bet the under just do yourself a favor and bet the under in 50 plus games last year they hit 68 percent of the time the year before that 55 percent of the time they've never been under 50 percent winners in the last seven years so that being said there are fewer point totals over 50 because of probably those numbers, Vegas is losing their money. But bet the under, all right? Bet the under, anything over 50, you're welcome. You'll win over 50% of the time. How about that? 
okay? So first of all, look at those point totals and see what games you can focus on and then look at pace of play and which teams are getting snaps off. How many snaps are each team going? Are they running the you know the play clock down to zero every time? Or are they getting to the line of scrimmage going, hurry up, getting plays? And in fantasy football, volume is king. I talk about it a lot. I focus on tons of targets. Uh, granted, week one, I'm not like into as much as target you know, share and things like that. Uh, I don't base a ton of stuff on a previous year. I just, it's like roulette. You know what I mean? If you bet black 100 times and it's been black 100 times, your odds really don't change. You could get a good idea of what's going to happen, but it's still, a week, each week it's its own week, and I like to focus on it like that. Um, some previous history versus certain teams might come into play, but you're diving into all this stuff, and you're putting together your roster. You're just taking, like, which stack combinations will work. For instance, this week, there's some good stack opportunities. I'll go over that when I get into my quarterbacks and who you can kind of stack them with. I'll get into all of that, but it's basically pace of play, matchups, point totals, focus on injuries and who is going to hit in those games. That's basically my Wednesday. I research. Um, and then when it's Thursday, it's showdown. Like if you're in your showdown stuff, you can do that one game stuff. But my slate, my league is a full slate of games. It's the full, it's Thursday through Monday, every game. And it's different than the people that just focus on the main slates. And when you're focusing on just main slate games, you have to figure out who is on your uh, Thursday night matchups and Monday night matchups and how that implements who you pick. Um, that can change drastically because Kelsey and Mahomes are off the board in just the main slate contest, which are your Millie makers and things of that nature. In the full slate, they're, they're there. And you can pick them. Amon Ross St. Brown is there this week. You can pick him in the full slate. So take that into mind. Um, calibrate that into your stuff. And basically Thursdays when I piece together my lineups, I do this podcast. And I just kind of put all my research together. It comes together. And then I don't really worry about it a ton on Friday unless the injury report comes out and somebody gets hurt. I like Christian Watson. Things of that. I just refine my stuff. I don't spend a ton of time on Friday refining. <coughs> Saturday, I tend to just relax. Um, I'll tinker with them a little bit. Don't really do a whole lot on Sunday. You just ride it out, sweat it out, make some last-minute edits. Um, if you're in like tournaments and stuff like that, if your early lineup smash, maybe try to get to a chalkier second slate of games uh, so you can place and cash rather than taking more risk. Um, there's certain things you can do. You can swap players out mid midday. Uh, I don't watch it that close because I do have a wife and three kids and I got to keep them happy and entertained at all times. I can't sit there on my phone and tinker my lineups each and every week. As much as I would like to do that, I can't. So Sunday, just enjoy the games, tinker a little bit, sweat it out, do whatever you got to do. But that's pretty much my week. That's how I go through my stuff. And that's how I piece together either a cash or GPP lineup. And my tournaments or GPPs, my tournament lineups, I I look at a lot of ownership. Like who's going to be low owned that can pop 
And you have to find those guys in order to place in the tournament. If you have a 2% guy that hits, a la Nick Chubb this week, very under-owned, if he hits, well, you are jumping tons of people, and that'll just help you cash. And the risk-reward, you have to weigh that out, but I look at ownership reports. Those tend to come out on Friday, Saturday. Uh, The Thursday for full slate stuff, you really don't have the ownership reports and stuff out. Um, I look at those. I look at ownership reports and things of that nature. So that's my strategy. Hopefully you guys can maybe pick a little bit, piece and part, you know, pick that apart. That's what it is. And let's just get right into week one here. I'm going to start diving in to the quarterbacks. So hopefully you enjoyed that strategy. Here we go. Here's the quarterbacks after this break. All right, I'm back, and let's get into the quarterbacks. Let's start out with none other than Justin Herbert, and he is 6.9K. He's got a matchup versus Miami. The over-under in that game is 51. The spread is minus three, uh, the Chargers. And the team total, implied total, is tied for first uh, with the Baltimore Ravens at 26.8 for the team total. Gotta love anything over 25. Gotta love anything like 24. Uh, 26.8, almost 27. That's big time. And I'm going to focus on that. I love Justin Herbert this week. Everything about this matchup says play him. And he's in a can't-miss spot, in my opinion. Uh, All of his receivers are healthy. Like, when was the last time Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were healthy? Never. They're never. And it might be until the end of the first quarter before one of them gets hurt because usually that plagues this team every single year. They are throwing to their fourth and fifth wide receiver who just came, uh, I don't know, from lack of better terms, from the XFL or something like that. You never know where they get these guys from. But Justin Herbert, he has his wide receivers. They're all healthy. This is predicted to be a high-scoring back-and-forth game. You look at pace of play in this game, and Kellen Moore offense, air raid, he plays with pace. He gets him to the line of scrimmage. He loves to push the ball down the field with pace. Everything about Justin Herbert is, is great. All right, Everything about him is great. I like some stacking options with him. You pair Justin Herbert with Williams and Eckler. You are looking at a great core with a small floor, like a high floor, I guess I'd say, and high ceiling. All right. This isn't going to hurt you in any way, and it it can really pop, and you can really be happy with your lineup coming off of this. So... Justin Herbert, he is my pick of the week. He is my guy that you should probably have in your lineup. And he just projects out so well. Next on my list, Lamar Jackson. He's 8K. He's a little more expensive. He's going up against Houston. And they are favored in this game by 10 points. The over-under is 44. But their team implied total is 26.8. Also, obviously, tied with... Uh, the Chargers for the highest team total. But 
I love the rushing aspect of Lamar Jackson to the point where he's had 55-plus rushing yards and 72% of his starts, okay? This dude will look to run the ball. Now he has weapons. He has more weapons this year than he ever has had. Um, And there's going to be more three wide receiver sets. Well, when you have three wide receiver sets and you spread it out, the D-backs, if they're in more man-to-man coverage, they will be chasing wide receivers, lose track of Lamar Jackson, and I can see him going for 80, maybe 100 yards on the ground in this game. It's It's that simple. I mean, you have Bateman on the outside, Odell on the outside, Zay Flowers, Duvernay, Dobbins as running back. Like, they have... They have tons of weapons. Now, who the hell is he going to throw to? I don't know. Like, is it going to be Bateman? Is it going to be Odell? Is it going to be Flowers? Flowers, for the price, not going to lie, projects very well. All right? But until that, I, I can get a better gauge on where he goes more often, that would be, that's why I have him second on my list to Justin Herbert. I just don't have that. I don't know where he's going. The stack is a little harder with him unless you go with a Bateman and Flowers. You know, that's not a bad stack with Lamar Jackson. Um, you, I'd be very comfortable with that this week. Next quarterback I want to highlight is Trevor Lawrence, another dude that's just got weapons, and they have even more weapons. This offense ranks seventh in total yards. They Trevor Lawrence building building on his career he's getting better each and every year Doug Peterson doing his thing the over under this game is 45 um, and the Jags are favored by five points 25 point team total you know this is one of my bets for this week I'll get into my betting stuff later but this is one of my bets where this is a smash I know they're on the road but the Jags are they have way too many weapons for the Colts um, their second Colts secondary is terrible. I just love Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, great, great option. So many things you can do with him. Uh, I really like the Trevor Lawrence, Ridley, and Kirk stack. It's very appealing to me. And those are like the three quarterbacks that I absolutely don't have a problem with. Now, if you want to take a couple more shots, if you want to take a shot, you can go down with like a Sam Howell at 4.9K. This will open up a bunch of roster spots to have some upper echelon um, running backs and wide receivers. It opens up your salary cap for this. So, yes, I currently have Sam Howell in my lineup this week for cash game. He is in my lineup. He just projects so well. I don't know if McLaurin is going to go. He's got a turf toe injury. I will be keeping an eye out on that. But if he doesn't, you stack him with Jahan Dotson, who gets targets. This dude is a small guy, gets targets, lots of targets, had seven targets in a preseason game, or seven receptions, I should say. So he's going to be more of a volume guy. I love it. Um it just opens up my roster for more things to do. So Sam Howell, 4.9K. I like him with that price tag. Last but not least, I'm going to have to go with a guy that projects well and I absolutely can't stand, and it's Kirk Cousins. All right? He's relatively easy in price. 
it's not so bad for him. But he has Jefferson. You can stack him with Jefferson, um, and that's pretty much where you go. And you just ride these two out, and you take them, you know, to the woodshed. These guys will put up points. Um, the game script for this game should be okay. Tampa Bay isn't that great. They should be able to put up a bunch of passing numbers. And Jefferson, week one, is always a guy that I like. He had a huge week one versus the Packers last week. So I'm looking at this as Kirk Cousins is going to get him involved early. Might as well put them together. Maybe they connect for two touchdowns, and y'all are happy. So that's all I'm going to get into Kirk Cousins. Those are the other quarterbacks. That's my quarterback rundown. The other quarterback that I would maybe take a chance on just because of his rushing upside would be excuse me here would be Robinson and the reason why Anthony or Robinson sorry would be Richardson the reason why Anthony Richardson would be a guy is he's kind of cheap he's 5.6k but he can run and he might be running for his life against that Jacksonville defense but if he pops a couple long runs it's there and he would be maybe a flyer, maybe a good GPP kind of guy for your tournament lineups. And if he pops, he pops type thing. Take a chance on him. Hopefully it sticks. So, yeah, that's my quarterback rundown. Hopefully you have a good gauge on what to do in that position. But those are the guys in my player pool that I'm focused on. And I will stack and build my lineups from there. So on to the running backs here in the next segment. All right, on to the running backs. And there's a reason why this guy is priced so high every damn week. And that's just because volume is king, and he is the volume king. And it is none other than Christian McCaffrey at 8.9K versus Pittsburgh this week. Absolute must-have in your lineup. Okay? Like I said... There's a reason why he's 8.9K, and this defense of Pittsburgh has become more of a run-funnel defense over the course of, I don't know, they're kind of transforming a bit. They're more of a run-funnel defense right now, and this just is going to, he's going to explode this week. He gets it done in the passing game. He saw 18% of Brock Purdy's targets last year. That is a big number. I expect him to get seven, eight receptions, and in PPRs, that is king. All right, seven, eight receptions, maybe 10, 11 targets. I feel like that's where he's going to, he's just going to get dumped down stuff and he's going to go off. The game script here says a little bit low scoring. I don't know if they're going to be airing it out to Debo Samuel and the crew. There's just not much out there, but. Christian McCaffrey is that guy, and he always shows up, and he's always going to project well. Now, he's projected for 24 points right now, This and his ceiling is right around 28. Okay? So you add that in, and it's just under, it's like just under three points per $1,000, which is kind of, that's good. Anything around three is good, 
And I love Christian McCaffrey this week. Plus, the dude's just a freaking stud, man. He's a football player. This guy is just a great football player, and I I absolutely love it. All right? Christian McCaffrey, 8.9K. He's in my lineup for sure. All right? Next guy, Nick Chubb. Now, this is a leverage play. 8.2K versus Cincinnati. Over-under in this game is 47.5, and... A half, and He's the third highest on the slate in projected points at 21 and a half. All right. His ceilings right around 24 and a half. Is that worth that $700? Like this is a leverage play on the Christian McCaffrey people. So everybody that has McCaffrey, if you don't go with him, go with like a chub. He projects well ownership right now at 2% at 2%. All right. This is a good GPP play. And like I said, Great leverage play for everything else. Last time that he came out for Cincinnati, had 23 rushing attempts, 101 yards, two touchdowns. And that was at home versus Cincinnati, which they are again this week. So Nick Chubb, definitely in the player pool. Get him in in those GPPs. And if you want leverage over the McCaffrey clan, then you just take them and live with it. All right? Next on the list, Austin Eckler. He is very much like Christian McCaffrey, um, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both healthy. I don't know if he's going to get as many targets. That's why I put him in a tier below uh, McCaffrey this week. Now, my lineup has McCaffrey and Eckler both in it right now because I did go with the Sam Howell. So I have those in it um, looking for a lot of dump down passes Get these guys a a touchdown or two, one maybe receiving, one rushing. I'm all for it. I like Eckler this week as well. And now I got to go down a little bit to find my next guy. And with the news in Green Bay, with their wide receivers hurt, I think it's going to be Aaron Jones. And the Packers win when Aaron Jones gets 20 touches. All right? Whether that's seven receptions and 13 carries – For whatever reason, the Packers, at the second half of last year, the Packers decided that Aaron Jones was no longer their focal running back, and it was going to be Dylan. All right? He ranked 29th, 29th in total yards the second half of that season because the Packers, for whatever reason, decided he wasn't going to be their focal back, and that is absolutely asinine. This guy is a talent. All right. Yes. Am I still bitter that he decided to cut in versus San Francisco instead of run straight down the sideline and cash that and get us to the damn Super Bowl? Yeah, of course I'm bitter. I'm also still bitter versus the same team, different year that Micah High dropped that interception against friggin' Kaepernick that would have won that game too. Yes, I'm pissed off about those. But, all right, let bygones be bygones. Aaron Jones, 6.3K. No Watson right now. No Dobbs right now. He will be there. He's going to get going. 20 touches. I'm predicting it. I'm calling it out right now. Aaron Jones, play him. All right? Safe play. Okay? Dive down into the running backs a little bit further. And given the news out of Miami, Raheem Mostert might be the guy. Now, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this if... He isn't. If he doesn't end up being the guy, then I will look somewhere else with it. But I absolutely like 
Mostert. If he's their lead back for week one in that high in that game environment, he's definitely worth the pick. The other guy down here at 5.7K is Javante Williams. He's coming off of his ACL and Sean Payton said he's going to be a major role. He's got a big role in week one, is what he came out and said in his presser. Now, is that the kiss of death? Maybe. 5.7K? Yeah, might be worth it. All right. Let's think about Sean Payton offenses. All right. He had Kamara. And Alvin Kamara was a PPR king for so long. And if this is anything like that, you are looking at a guy that's going to get a bunch of targets. He's going to be running the ball. It all depends on how they, if they just ease him back into play or what they're going to do there. I don't know exactly what that is, but according to their coach right now, it is going to be a big role for him this week, which is absolutely, I don't know, it's scary. It's scary to have him down there at 5.7K and not have a not have them in my lineup other notables right now i like etn but i don't know if you want to include him in your trevor lawrence stacks Mixon, another guy that is um projecting very well um he'll be fine and he does pretty good versus cleveland uh last time versus cleveland that they had he was he had 14 carries for 96 yards Two receptions for 10 yards. That was the last time they played. I'm not banking a ton on that. I'm a mixing guy. If Burrow's calf is at all injured and he can't be hucking it like he wants to back there, Mixon is definitely going to get the carries. And um, Samaj P. Ryan is not there to swoop up and grab all the receptions. Surprisingly, last year, he got more involved in the passing game later in the season. He had five receptions. Um, in week 18 last year, and in the playoffs, he had he had three a game. So you add that to the mix. No touchdowns, so receiving. He had two all last year receiving, but I, I like it. I like Joe Mixon um, this week, 6.8K. I feel comfortable with him in the lineup as well. That's pretty much it. You could take a chance at Gibbs. Um, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm looking. That's pretty much it. Oh, wait, I do have one more guy. I do have one more guy down. I like Rashad White, all right? This dude is projecting very well. He is their lead back right now in Tampa Bay. I project him to do pretty well this week. Let me get some numbers here. I have to look this up. All right, so Rashad White versus Minnesota. He's projected at 15 points, okay? 5.5K, that's a pretty good projection. 2.7 points per $1,000. His ceiling's right around 16. And I would take a chance. I'll definitely have him in some lineups. Um, I will definitely do that with Rashad White. So don't hesitate to put him in your lineups. And... 
he, he might hit. You never know. So that's a wrap on my running back situation. <coughs> Sorry about that. That's my wrap on my running back situation. Hopefully you guys have a pretty good player pool. Put them in a couple of lineups, see what you can do, and create your builds. All right, it is on to the wide receivers, and the top wide receiver on the slate is Justin Jefferson, and for good reason. This dude is a route-running machine. He gets targeted on... Hold on here. He got targeted on 25% of his routes he ran last year. This dude is electric, and Kirk Cousins looks to get him the ball. I said last year in a podcast that you look for anything like over 14 targets, he gets it. Like, Justin Jefferson gets volume. He had 14 targets in multiple games last year, and they were all huge. Last year, week one versus the Packers, he went off for 42 fantasy points. I mean, the guy, one, is always good in week one. They look to get him involved early. There really isn't anybody else. Jordan Addison. They have TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Another good play this week. If you wanted to stack Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, and Hawkinson, hey, why not? That's not bad. That's not going to hurt you. But Justin Jefferson, he's going to take advantage of this Tampa Bay defense, which ranked 24th last year versus wide receivers. I believe he's going to explode, exploit it. I'm looking at 30-plus points. He's only projected for 24.2. His ceiling, though, is highest among anybody else at 29. I think it's even going north of that. I think he's going to have a 30-point week, and it's going to be glorious because he's in my lineup. And that's just that. I love Justin Jefferson this week. I think that you could play him alone. You could play him in a stack with Kirk Cousins. I have Jefferson, Eckler, and McCaffrey all in my lineup. So that's a good cash lineup. Then I'm just hoping for points from anybody else. And I'm going to go down to the other guy that I have because I do have those expensive guys. The other guy I have on my list at this wide receiver is Drake London. All right? With Robinson at running back, it's going to open things up for him. They might be more run heavy. Atlanta has more of a run blocking offensive line they were ranked first last year run blocking or up near the top but that doesn't say that drake london didn't get his targets this dude gets roughly 10 targets a game um he's pretty much the only thing they have on the outside the price for him at 5.4k versus a carolina defense which sucks i like drake london he is great value and I think he's going to be highly owned. I don't have his exact ownership on me right now, but I like Drake London this this week as well. Put him in your lineups. If we're going to talk about some more wide receivers, I'm just not going to talk about like the guys I have in my lineup. I'll talk about a couple others here, and we'll start with Garrett Wilson. All right, Aaron Rodgers throwing dimes to him in a preseason game. You watch Hard Knocks. I'm pretty sure everybody watches that, especially if you're a Packer fan, you watched it this year. See what Rodgers is doing. It was basically, I don't know, blowing Rodgers is what that that should have been called this year because everything was about him. 
and his transition, and rightfully so. The dude is electric. He is so good, and he is one of the best spinners of the football that I've ever seen. Besides Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers throws the best ball. Him and Dan Marino, 1-1A, one one I think, honestly. But Rodgers is going to go with him, and he gets out, and he heard Rodgers talking about it. I don't know if he's just pumping him up, but I don't think so. I mean, he gets in and out of his breaks so fast. Um, you just got to throw it in his direction. He's a great hands catcher. He can get it. I understand why people are going to pick Garrett Wilson. He's just going to be, after the hard knocks stuff, he's going to be so over-owned. You're not gaining leverage on anybody. All right? Yes, if he pops, if the chalk pops, then I guess you take a hit. Um, but that's kind of why I'm avoiding him, because he is so chalky. The hard knocks, you know, Jets players will always get overvalued. You know, anybody that's on hard knocks, you know, people watch that. They overvalue the players. It happens every year. Garrett Wilson, I'm fading him in week one. And am I going to regret regret that? Maybe. I have no idea. But I'm going to fade him in week one. Other guys at wide receiver that I'm looking at, I'm in St. Brown tonight um, versus that Kansas City defense, which always struggles. Uh, Goff throws a good ball, and he targets Amon Ross St. Brown a lot, okay? Last year, he had over 10 targets in eight of the games. In half the games last year, he had over 10 targets. He was at nine in three more of those, four more of those games. So he is right at the 10-target mark every game. Volume, man. He goes over 100 four times last year. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. The dude is a great route runner. He's a hell of a lot better than his fucking brother was. Amon Ross St. Brown, 7.5K. He's someone that you can sprinkle in. And then the other guy I like is Keenan Allen. Um, I'm going to talk about Mike Williams in a little bit, but Keenan Allen, he projects so well. 7.3K. He's also a target machine. I just don't know. Like, he's getting old now. Is he still going to be able to get that separation on those short, intermediate routes? I think he can. I just don't. He's been injured and stuff. I'm holding out on him, but he does project well. Other guys in this range, uh, Ridley. Calvin Ridley in Jacksonville. Great stack option with Trevor Lawrence. He's like a guy. Him and Kirk are going to be those guys. I like both of those guys as well. Then I'm going to go down to Zay Flowers at 4K versus Houston. There's so many weapons on Baltimore, but I feel for $4,000, this guy can be placed in your lineup, and you're just hoping to get a couple targets thrown his way, five catches, maybe three catches for... 40 yards, sprinkling a touchdown, that's huge, okay? That is huge for his A Flowers at 4K. Even lower on the list, you can go with a Marvin Mims Jr. versus Las Vegas, all right? He projects well, 9.4 points. That is the highest in in terms of points per 1,000. He's the highest on the slate, all right? He's the highest this week. Marvin Mims Jr., 3K, great value pick as of right now he projects to be great value i like him um he is in my lineup and for salary savers i went with those top guys so you need to have a couple salary savers taking a chance on him but i don't know if it's much of a chance and then the other guy like i said is mike williams healthy deep threat big body down in the uh red zone he gets a lot of targets in that red zone 
and I love the point total of the game. I love the game script of this game. I expect Mike Williams for 5.7K to get in the end zone and have a few catches. Um, whether he gets two touchdowns, that's probably like the case for, with him. You just, I have, I love him this week. I absolutely love Mike Williams. So those are my wide receivers. Um, if you're looking at the Packers, because I am a homer and I love my Green Bay Packers, if I'm looking at them now that Christian Watson is doubtful or questionable and Dobbs questionable, I mean, you're looking at Reed, you're looking at Heath and Samari Torrey. Well, I guess they're all 3K, so take your pick and hope. Uh, if you're looking based off of preseason, Heath stepped up. Like, he stepped up and was that guy in preseason. I would expect that to be the guy right now. If I were to pick a guy out of those three, which is sad that that's what we're trotting out there, I'm picking Heath for 3K on that Packers lineup. So that's my wide receiver position. Hopefully that information helps you. Hopefully I'm not just rambling. I feel like I am. I'm going to switch gears. Let's go to tight ends. All right, no break needed. Switch to tight ends. It's TJ Hawkinson. All right, you can obviously go with your top guys in this situation. You can go with your Kelsey. Well, you can't anymore because he's freaking hurt. Um, Andrews, another guy that's, you know, Baltimore, they have tons of weapons. How much is he going to get? He's another year older. Is he going to be that guy? Never know. 6.2K, kind of pricey. I'm going down to Hawkinson. He's third in price on the slate. He's had monster games um, last year. He had two monster games versus the Giants. I like him this week. Um, I don't have him in my lineup. I couldn't afford him, but he's one of the top-tier guys that I'm going to for sure. A mid-tier guy that you can focus on would be um, Ingram and Jacksonville. He's had a couple monster games last year as well, but Jacksonville has so many weapons. I don't know where that ball's going. And to take a guy uh, for 4.7K, you can go cheaper. I believe this tight end, you can go cheaper. Njoku, that might be Baker Mayfield's dude. Wait, he's not even there. Fucking sorry about that. That might be... What the fuck's his name? Deshaun Watson's dude checking down stuff uh, to Njoku. He projects really well, honestly, and he might be a guy that you want to throw in 4.2K. Not a bad price. I love Greg Dulcich. I loved him all last year. He came on. The dude runs great routes. He's more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end. How are they going to use him? I don't know how this is going to work out um, in the Sean Payton offense, but I do like Dulcich as well. again. And let's go down the list. And where I saved my most money this year, I'm going with Luke Musgrave. Like I said, if those guys are fucking hurt in Green Bay, I'm looking at a couple seam routes. I'm looking at some check downs. I'm looking at some middle stuff for them. Yeah, Musgrave, 2.9K. I'm all about it. And that's pretty much the tight end position. I don't get all jacked up about this position. Um, usually I punt this position anyways. Like, I can't remember how many times I had Cade Otten last year, but it was a bunch uh, but I love Musgrave at 2.9K. Knox is down there at 2.9K. He's more, I guess, developed, more established than Musgrave. If you want to take between one or the other, probably Knox. But, hey, Musgrave is my guy. I'll roll with the Packer this week. 
And that's pretty much it. There's other guys that are even lower that might get something, but uh, that's just where I'm going. So that's the tight end position. And defense, I'm picking the lowest one or one of the lowest ones, but I do think there's good value down here for the Buccaneers against Minnesota. Yes, I touted Minnesota all podcasts, both their implied total and Kirk Cousins and Jefferson and Hawkins. They have a shitty running back in Madison. I'm hoping that they sling it. Cousins goes more Jay Cutler and you get maybe a pick six or something like that for this Buccaneers defense I think that's totally a possibility so I'm rolling with the Buccaneers defense this week other defenses to take note of I like the Pittsburgh Steelers defense this week versus San Francisco I don't know how much Brock Purdy is the guy I hope, since Christian McCaffrey is on my team, I hope this isn't true, but I do like Pittsburgh's defense as well. And that's pretty much it. I punt this place. Pick one. Whatever one fits in your lineup, it just goes. And that's usually how I pick my weeks. Position players are king. Defenses, you never know who can pop. Yes, there are bad defenses, and you want to avoid them, but it's week one. Everybody's high expectation. Everybody's going to be balling. Let's go Tampa Bay on the defensive end. So that's the rundown. That's my player pool. That is everything that I have to offer as far as my player pool, positions, what I'm thinking. All right. And after this break, I'll put together my cash lineup, a tournament lineup, and go over my bet. So stay tuned for that. All right, on to the DFS portion, my lineups, my builds. I'll go over those. I'll give you two or three lineups. Um, Basically, one's going to be my cash lineups, and then another one will be more of a GPP tournament lineup, and then I'll just give you one that kind of projects well, and hopefully that hits be pretty chalky in my opinion, but it might be a good cash lineup. So that's the plan for this. Uh, Then I'll go over to scoresandodds.com and I will look at all their lines and I'll give you some bets that I have going on there. There's two. I have two that I absolutely love uh, this week. I might be able to add a third for a parlay, but I'll just give you a couple bets, things that I'm looking at, things that I like there, and that'll be pretty much a segment. That'll wrap up the podcast. Uh, I will have another segment after this, give you more information about the league, a little rundown, kind of what's up for grabs and how we're going about it. And if you're interested in my league for next year or even this year, if you want to get in a little late, that's okay. Um, You can always holler at me at R-I-G-C underscore Pinseeker on Twitter or whatever else. If you know me, you can just get a hold of me. So that's that. So to the DK stuff, we go. And starting off, I'm going to give you my cash lineup that I currently have in uh, for my league, it is subject to change, okay? I tinker, I do some things, but this is it. As of now, this is my lineup. And I'm kind of putting it out there. Like, if I place well in my league, everybody else is going to if they follow my shit. If I don't, well, then everybody else sucks. So I guess to each your own, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I have in there right now. And here we go. So starting out as my quarterback, I have Sam Howell. He's 4.9K. 
My running back situation is Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. Both those guys priced above 8K. Then I have Justin Jefferson at 8.8K, right? So I have three guys over 8K. Two of them are over 8.5K. Hopefully the ownership isn't outrageous, but that is a good core right there. If Eckler, McCaffrey, and Jefferson both go for what they're projected, I'm over halfway to my 100-point total, and I have other guys that can make that up. Drake London, 5.4K. He is one of my wide receivers. Then I have Marvin Mims Jr., 3K. He is another one of my wide receivers. At tight end, I have Luke Musgrave, 2.9K. I expect a big week from him. If the Packers injury report, that is subject to change. These might change here, but I like Musgrave this week. I think he's going to have about three catches, 40 yards, maybe a touchdown. That is what I'm hoping for anyways, uh, For especially for 2.9K. I don't even give a shit. If the guy gets like five points, I'm happy for that price, right? So that's that. Um, then I have Mike Williams in my flex spot at 5.7K, and I round out my team with the Buccaneers defense. So that is my cash lineup. You can enter that. Do whatever the hell you want with it. Um, you can tell me I'm stupid, whatever you want, but that is where I'm going with that. Now, hold on here. I'm going to create another lineup here on the fly for GPP stuff. So bear with me here. All right, so let's make a tournament lineup here. And I'm going to start out with my quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is my quarterback. Then I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey as running back. Then I'm going to go with J.K. Dobbins as my running back. Justin Jefferson as wide receiver. Drake London as wide receiver. Sky Moore as wide receiver. David Njoku as my tight end. Marvin Mims Jr. as my flex. And the Browns defense. All right. So overall projected ownership of this lineup is right around like 66%. And then this uh, this projects for 145. All right. I like my lineup way better than this one. Okay. But my lineup projects for only 132. Okay. So take it for what it's worth. This lineup right here, I absolutely... I don't like it as a lot just because I'm not big. I don't know about this Dobbins. I just think that Lamar Jackson is going to get it himself. Okay, that's just where that's going. All right, the other lineup that you can insert, give you another one here, is Justin Herbert, Christian McCaffrey, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Sky Moore, Drake London, Deontay Johnston, Evan Ingram, Amari Cooper, and the Buccaneers defense. This has a little bit lower ownership. You're probably looking at 143 projected points. Not bad. Okay? Not bad at all. So those are my two lineups that I'm going to go with this week. Uh, my tournament lineup of Kirk Cousins, Christian McCaffrey, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Jefferson, Drake London, Sky Moore, David Njoku, Marvin Mims, and the Browns defense. Uh, hopefully you guys can enter that one and hit, that'd be pretty cool. So, uh, let me know how you do. You can holler me at, on Twitter at R-I-G-C underscore pin seeker. It probably should be changed, 
but I'm not changing my Twitter handle. That's one I use for everything, personal, whatever else. Uh, you can follow me on there. You'll get pretty much my life story. Now, on to the betting portion of this thing. And if you're looking at betting, I go to scoresandodds.com. All the lines are on there. It is what it is. You looking at tonight's game? I am passing on tonight's game. I just think there's going to be too there's too many unknowns. Kelsey's out. How are the Chiefs going to do it? The Lions are kind of like the sexy pick plus four and a half. I just don't think it's. I mean, this game opened at six and a half. That's when Kelsey or Chiefs were favored by six and a half. That's when Kelsey was available. Now he's not. The Lions shifted to four and a half. I'm staying away. I'm just staying away. I just am not confident in that game whatsoever. The line I am confident in right now is the Jaguars on the road, minus four and a half over the Colts. The Jaguars have so much firepower, new weapons. Um, they're on the up and up. Doug Peterson had them rolling last year. They have a running back. They have a defense. Like, what's not to like about them? And then you have the Colts who just are the Colts. There's nothing really going on. Jonathan Taylor's doing whatever the fuck he wants. I absolutely love this pick. Jaguars on the road doesn't really matter to me. Minus four and a half over the Colts. That is a two unit bet. Okay? Two unit bet right there. And for those that don't know what a unit is, it's a unit is whatever the hell you want to bet. If it's a dollar, if it's ten dollars, whatever your unit is, it is what it is. All right? That's a two unit bet. I'm very confident in that bet. The other bet I absolutely love, and this line hasn't really moved much. And it, although it fucking pains me to do this, I'm taking the Bears at home minus one and a half over the Packers. In my opinion, I don't think the Packers are winning this game. I don't think, especially without Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, if those two are both out, which predicted to be, projected to be, I don't see how this is a one, one point game. I think that this is going to be way different than that. Bears minus one and a half. And that is my pick of the week. And that will be a three unit bet. I would put three units on this bet. I just don't think the Packers, new quarterback, so many unknowns. But the Bears, there's just more, I guess, ready now, in my opinion. And I hate the Bears, and this really sucks, but this is the bet of the week. And I like the Bears minus one and a half. All right, let's talk a little bit about our league here and what that's all about. I run a league. It's got currently 63 people in it. Hopefully it gets to 65. That would be amazing. And each week I create a contest on DraftKings, and we all submit our lineups. Um, it's awesome. All right. I absolutely love this league. I have rave reviews on this league. Everybody seems to enjoy it. It is fun. We submit our lineups and we compete for weekly prizes. And, um, over the course of the year, I tally up everybody's points and I keep a running total and give everybody emails and standings and updates and players that hit and league history and there's just a bunch that goes on to it. It takes a lot of time, and it's pretty fun, though, to run. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing this podcast. That's kind of why I did it is because of the league. Um, it just all goes hand in hand. 
And if you're interested in joining in the fun, you can contact me at RIGC underscore Pinseeker on Twitter, or you can just get a hold of me if you already know me. I'm not expecting that everybody knows me, but uh, you can figure it out how to get a hold of me. So with that, the things in this league that tend to hit are you want to average 140 points. Usually if you average 140 points, you make the playoffs or you have in the past. Um, The ones that average a little bit more um, obviously are in the top two, which get automatic buys in the playoffs to the final week, which secures you an automatic fifth place finish um, with potentially to you know, place first, second, third, or fourth, obviously, but at worst, then you do 50 if you finish in the top two in the regular, uh, top two in the regular season. So it's fun. All right. I have a payout structure that gets voted on every year. That's still going on. We're trying to determine how we're going to do that. And it changes a little bit from year to year. People give me some advice, some tips on what to do. And I take everything into consideration. I send out reminders, all this stuff all year long. It's a lot of work. And I, like I said, I just enjoy doing it. I enjoy running it. And this year I will have like a couple of the weekly winners on my podcast. I'll go over how everything goes, um, how they got to their spot, how they got that guy, why they took a chance on so-and-so. I'm going to pick the brains of some of the willing that wanted to come on and discuss it. I'll pick the brains, see how they're going, so you guys get another perspective and not just my opinion all the time on what goes on. Over the course of the year, I will have a couple other guys that are in my league on. We always talk anyways back and forth. We shoot guys back and forth um, all week long, Sundays, whenever. We're always talking about fantasy football. Like I said, my wife hates this time of the year. Uh, shout out to the guy that put in their two weeks notice about like what they're going to be doing on Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays. Um, shout out to that guy for just being... Uh, ahead of the game and just planning out his route and you know keeping everybody in the family happy is very important and that guy just seems to have done it and the two-week notice was just prime i saw that circulate that is awesome so i wish i would have thought of that myself but i probably need probably a two-month notice to get things across um but anyways that's that so that's pretty much my league that's how everything's kind of run um and i'm just excited to dive into this stuff my podcast will have a couple other things in it. Not, it won't just be fantasy football every week. The Brewers are playing. The Bucks will be playing. I will have separate episodes for those. Um, but these are my DFS podcasts. They'll be out on Thursdays to prepare you for the, for the full slate of games, not just the main slate. So if you want main slate information, you can go get your sources elsewhere um, just on strictly main slate stuff. But if you want the full slate, the games... I'm your man. Tune in, listen, tell your friends about it, share it, do whatever you got to do. Leave me a comment. Let me know how I'm doing. Tell me I suck. Do whatever you got to do. I like the interaction and I'm not afraid to voice my opinion back to you. So um, that's just that. So hopefully you all enjoyed this podcast week one. Enjoy week one. Great matchup tonight. Chiefs versus Lions. Unbelievable. I can't wait for it to start. I can't wait to see the lineups. Um, Remember to get your lineups in by kickoff tonight or you will not be eligible for the weekly prizes so that's just that um good luck everybody take care it is football season everybody grab a beer watch the game and enjoy it
enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. So take care, everybody.